You are now tuned in to the best football podcast in the States. It's the best of rivals podcast. Yep. I'm Jordan J. Will. I got D-Bev. Hello, hello. We about to cook. What's good, bro? I mean, this is a rare sight where both of our teams lost same week, right? This is a rare sight, okay? Usually it's just you guys, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, but we did see, I think probably, potentially, the game of the year so far. Between what? Tottenham Liverpool? Yes. I mean, it kind of was until, you know, who ruined it. Come on, man. What? These, these rests, this VAR, it's just, it's a disgrace. We'll talk about it. No, we'll talk I mean, about let's, no, 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 no. We're jumping right in? We're jumping right in. I feel like we don't give, you know, um, them shouts enough. Obviously, they're rivals. I don't ever want to talk about Liverpool. I hate Liverpool, right? But when I watch, you know, my club and display that we put out, and then I look at a club like Liverpool, it's a complete, complete difference, bro. The mentality is um, completely different. You know, it, it's it's absolutely unreal. So first off, I want to give a shout out to Allison. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's goalkeeping, and you know, being being dominant and holding your own. To do it for so many years now. He's done it for a while. He's solidified himself as the most consistent goalkeeper in the Premier League. To be able to keep your team, your club, in that game like that yeah. with the refs against you, with VAR against you, with go review against you. Yep. It's very tough to do, and he did that. And I was very impressed. Very impressed. Because even when, when the, the last-minute goal happened in the 95th minute, right? And I think, um, who was it? Uh, Matip. Matip, yeah. On goal. On goal. Allison's obviously blue. He th- he throws the ball in, in, in the stands, right? But then immediately after that, Matip goes down on the ground. Yeah. And, and, he, and he, like, you know, he's sad um, and distraught, right? What does Allison do? And this is what separates... You know, the the hand-picked leaders, captains that, you yeah. know, the club and the higher-ups, you know, select, opposed to the ones who are just bred like that. The actual leaders. The actual leaders. Yeah. Allison approaches him, consoles him, hits him on the chest like, we got this. We get, we, we're not done. Yeah. We're still going to fight. We can still contend for the title. Yeah. It almost felt like Liverpool won that game. Yes. And I, yes. I, I know people talk about, like, a moral victory and all this crap, but it actually felt like... After this game, that's what's going to reignite that lost passion from Liverpool. Because remember, last couple seasons, we've been like, you know, Liverpool isn't the same. They look ready this season. And I think that BS, Klopp is going to squeeze all the juice out of that. Boom! When all you, the juice. When you piss off Liverpool and Klopp like that... That's when it's a problem. Oh, that's when it's a problem. They yeah. cooking right now, too. Because the guy that I wanted so dearly, that Ten Hag wanted so dearly, but we have just, you know, some some... Foolish managers, not managers, um, owners. owners. Foolish, foolish, because they don't understand. But Cody Gakpo, bro. So good. He's coming, like, if you've seen him already at PSV with the Netherlands, and you just know football, you can see eye tests. He's a footballer. He's a football player, right? He yeah. can do it. To me, he's the ideal forward. I think he's the he's ideal the attacking forward. player, right? I mean, he can he can play literally in any front four positions, including an attacking midfield role. Dude. He's good with both feet. He can run with the ball. He's a great passer. He's a great finisher. I'm pretty sure he scored in in the last five or six games consecutively. Like, that's, yes, yeah, it's pretty impressive, bro. And, and it's weird because you know we don't even think of, when you think about Liverpool, Gakpo is one of the last names you actually think of, but he's producing consistently. I mean. 
Think about it, though. He's the reason why Darwin Nunez isn't starting. He's the reason. I, I don't Darwin's know why people are like... Why, well, I don't know what, what people... Are, people keep talking to me about Darwin Nunez. Darwin Nunez, he's having a good season so far. But you... I, I just feel like Gakpo's overlooked. Maybe it's because he costs a lot less money, but, like, I don't know. Like, he's clear... Gakpo's clearly a better player at this point than Darwin Nunez. No yes. question. Yes. No question. Well, he can do so much on the pitch. And, and it doesn't mean I that Darwin Nunez players like that. It doesn't mean Darwin can't be better. Right, exactly. I think Darwin... I think Klopp needs to watch this. He needs to be wary because if he keeps doing this, you know, and and um, Ten Hag tries to do it, you know, Pep does it as well when he wants to. But this mentality of like, I I know what's best for you. I know when you're ready to be a, a starter. You yeah. know, I think Darwin Nunes is the type of player he will take that, and he's a a Jao Cancelo. I, I I won't stay. I, I don't think so. I think he's the opposite. I'm not staying at Liverpool. I might go to Barcelona if they offer me a contract and I can be the number nine. I don't think so. I think, I think it's the complete is, opposite. I personally, I, I, I do. I've, I, think the, I think the mentality of Darwin Nunes has actually been fantastic ever since that red card early on. And I think he knows his place. I really do. I, I think, And you see when he comes on, he's so energetic. He's so ready to run for the team. When you see him in interviews, he's so happy, so excited. I think it. he's I don't. Really I don't. I don't place. think there's anything wrong with that, though. Like that mentality because one of my favorite players – Guy I preach about so much. We talked about last podcast. Jaden Sancho, right? Was that yeah. Man City? Pap came out and said that Jaden wanted to um, embrace the challenge yeah. of a, like a starting opportunity, right? So what does Jaden do? He bets on himself and goes to BVB yeah. and ends up three, four seasons in a row, double-digit double digit assists and goes yeah. competing with Holland and Jude and, and Gino, you know, Reyna, balling, right? He bets on himself. I think Darwin Nunes would do the same. Like, I don't think he would just leave Liverpool and flop. I dead ass think he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to make y'all pay. I'm really that good. Uh, I mean, I, I think Klopp, I think, again, I think it's a manager thing, right? I think Klopp's probably set his expectations of, hey, you score goals for me. You play well for me. You're going to start. But until you, then. You feel like Darwin's not thinking, we lost this game 2-1 to no, Tottenham, you saw the, right? No, you saw the, if, you saw the, if I started... I'm easily giving you a brace. Nah, you saw him I'm on. I'm just saying. I, I'm not. I'm not like. You saw him on IG. He, he literally posted like, "Yeah, we don't care. We're, we're, we're dude." He, I think. I think the entire Liverpool team is locked in. I really, really do. So you don't, you don't think that? I think, dude. I especially after this, I think they're locked in for the okay. rest of the season. All right. So check it in. That's out the way. Yeah. We move to the game, and we have yellow cars being thrown out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Red cars being thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. This. Essentially, is what puts Liverpool in a position of like on on you know, on the back end. They're 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 fighting, you know. They gotta they gotta compete with also the whistle as well, right? Yeah. But whose fault is that? Because like the Curtis was it Curtis Jones that Curtis came Jones, in with the yeah. tackle. That to me was a blatant red. In today's rules, easily broke that guy's um you know like foot. Um, bro, in, in today's rules, that. I, I don't understand why there's a controversy right Thank now. you. There's no, there's no like, oh, feel sorry for us because we have, you know, less men now. Nah, he committed that, that tackle out, was, of, out of, out of, it was reckless. Anger. It was reckless, right? It doesn't mean he, he didn't go in with bad intent, but it was a reckless right. challenge. And then the Jota one. To me, it's like, that's a, it's a blatant, you oh. gotta get a, a yellow card, right? Because it's, it's he got the first one, right? Boom. Check out. The second one. It's blatant. It's blatant. It's there's stupid. no play on the ball. It's, it's mad. It's, Kind of ill intent. He wanted to get back at him because he felt like he got pushed, lost the ball, fouled. It's and, a blatant and, yellow card, which in result is a red card now. Of course, I mean, in, in again, it's not a. And then what, and then, bad. It's just 
stupid. Right. But then what does that do for you, brother? It puts you in a position like the 95th minute. Yeah, yeah. You got a corner. Exactly. Mateep's tired, you yeah. know? And then, yeah, flails. Boom. Like, yeah. Flails, on, on goal, sloppy in. So That's one, what happens. So what you're kind of saying is like Liverpool sort of did it, did it themselves? Yes. Yeah. Like, like while there were like, you know, the Luis Diaz um, goal that was Which, called... Which was a goal. Yeah, it was a goal. I don't. I don't know. Like, and I think that's what people are upset at. Like, let's not get mad at the ref for the cards, the yellow cards and the red cards, because that's Liverpool. You got to be disciplined. It's just something that Klopp teaches. Yeah. Embrace that, right? But we're talking about VAR and the goal system and the review. Like, what are they seeing that we're not seeing? And then they're giving it to us. So it's like, what are you withholding? Well, they came. They they came out and said that they did say it was a goal. That was the issue. They said it was a goal, but the communication was that they thought the on-field decision was that it was no goal. So then what they did is they confirmed, yep, go with the on-field decision. That was their communication. When in reality, the ref called it offside. The linesman called it offside. Yeah. So my thing is, why not just as the VAR be like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, ref. We said that it was, we said that it was onside. We said, we think it's a goal. And then the ref just like, oh, okay, that's what you mean? Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a five-minute additional bit of conversation, and boom, now the integrity of the game is withheld. Is Sorry, is, is, is upkept. But it's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's beyond embarrassing at this point, bro. It's beyond embarrassing. And I think when VAR was first introduced, the traditionalists, traditionalists were like, you know, I don't, want, I don't want this in the game. Yeah. And I don't think they're necessarily proven right. I think VAR overall is a very, very good thing. But it's the human beings making the decisions that are clearly just not competent, bro. I mean, the Brentford-Arsenal game last season was an absolute disgrace. And the reality is, imagine if imagine if Arsenal pick up those two two additional points, bro. It's a massive deal in the title race. So you're really screwing with people's money, screwing with people's uh, careers, like, bro, it is serious business that these referees are just screwing up. And you have to investigate every single time that there's some sort of injustice. You have to investigate. Because you cannot be on, oh, we're going to ban Ivan Tony for eight months, you know, because of betting. Betting on himself. And then when the refs screw up massively, it's, oh, you know, they, they're still trying to work out more. No, 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 no. Is, is the, the whole, like, we're going to go with the on-pitch on decision, is that a... Is that a rule or is that just something that... It's a miscommunication because they thought the on-field decision was that it, the, goal, the goal stood. That's what they thought. But it was the, the linesman See, called it offside. Bro, uh, so it's, just, it's a two-second additional, additional bit of conversation to be like, yo, we think it's, a, we think it's onside. That's all I did say. That's, that's, that's absolutely... Like, I don't, I don't want to say it. And I don't mean it like that i hope no one gets this but like someone should be fired because like Jay, that's that, not controversial how, how 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 dumb are do you think we are where it's like oh somewhere along the lines communication got lost so we thought that it was actually on you know a goal when and not really was, yeah like no 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 you saw what we saw too that's that's where like the what are what are refs doing who agendas exactly to play exactly what, what's going on this is sort of the issue, right? It's like, again, you can't be talking about Ivan Tony has destroyed the incredibility, yep. the integrity yep. of the game and ban him for eight months and then not do something with the refs. 100% somebody should be fired. Obviously, that's a very just general statement. Who is the question? 
at the end of the day, the ref on the pitch, he never went to the screen because he was never told to go to the screen because it was not controversial. It was a goal. Everyone could see that. Bro, the fact that there's a miscommunication in delivering that is unbelievable. I, I think this is just a clear um, showing from the powers to, you know, at B. They are saying we run the game, period. No matter what club is on that pitch and the talent and what they can produce, we run it. So yeah. refs are extension of us, you know, a branch of us. We run them. They influence the game. They going to say it's not a go when it should have been a go yeah. and vice versa. And then it's going to blow you. And then repeat. Like, it's just. It's well, and the issue is it's happening not only every. It's happening every week to every team. Yes. That's what's that's the that's the worry. We're seven weeks in and there's been more drama around refereeing than there was all of last season. It's getting worse. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are we gonna go to AI AI for refs? Brother, the the onside, offside rule, that's gonna go to AI really quick because it's really easy to do. Yeah. I mean they already have like some Technology. automation there, yeah. but it's really easy to draw the lines. Um you just need to have the camera set up. And then, obviously, the goal line decisions, those are all automated already. I mean, yeah, at some point, will you see a ref running around the pitch? At some point, you might not see a ref running around the pitch. That, I just think, you like, at this point, we've come to realize you cannot rely on a person to week in and week out, you know, day in and day out, give you a 100% no, if ands a but call. There's always going to be some type of. Well, I, I feel like my club got, you know, in the end, and it's like no, it, this is what it is. Well, you got to accept it. We don't mind. Here's it's all about expectations, right? Like we don't mind a human referee making a mistake. That we got to live in. We got to live with that. It's when the VAR, which is pretty much promised that we're going to get every call right. When they're getting calls wrong inconsistently, that's the issue. Because the expectation of VAR is so high. Yes. And the expectation of the on-pitch referee is so low. So if we just got rid of VAR and went back to uh, just on-field referees, we'd there'd be a lot more mistakes, but the expectations are much lower, so we don't mind. When you introduce VAR, the first year, second year, I get it. There are some things you have to work out. But after that, bro. This is my conspiracy. Oh, you, you've got all you got all the conspiracies, Jay. I'm not surprised. Let's hear it. You know those like stats when they say um, a club has gotten two red cards in the game, right? And it's like zero wins, 180 losses. You know those type of stats. Yeah, I'm talking about like something crazy, but like no one's ever done it. And then it, yeah. These are games like that to keep those stats in, in play. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. To be honest. To two be red honest, cards for Liverpool, right? That's just like, it never happens. We're like, holy shit, they're down men on the, on, the, on the pitch for real, right? A goal is bound to happen, right? That's what you're always thinking. A goal is bound to happen. What happens in the 95th minute? A goal. At the end of the day, you're right. <laughs> I, I, listen, here's why the conspiracy isn't crazy. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're talking about this game more so than any other game. I mean. Bro, everyone's mad about it. Like, the, this is bringing stuff, back to, you know... There's more entertainment this season simply because people. the integrity of the game is being ruined by the refereeing, like, which I'm is crazy. I'm telling you, soon soon as that ref saw that Jota did that little... Oh, he's so happy. He's, he's like, oh, 
Another red card. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> now, listen, again, the red cards were red cards. But, but you but feel still. me? And at that point, you're expecting Spurs to uh, capitalize on that. At that which, point, like, which they didn't do a very good job. Well, I mean, they, let's flip it. Nine men? I, 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 thought, I thought initially start the game and somewhat throughout the game, Spurs were applying pressure. Agreed. Richarlson, very impressive performance, right? Someone who's trying to make his way back to the pitch and playing on the left lineup. wing now. Yeah, which is something of, crazy, right? Center up front. And what do you do? He had a, a nice delivery in. Nice, really, really nice pass. Exactly right. Son, who is a potential golden boot, I think, candidate. He's done that every year, but like this year more, more so because yeah. he's the main guy. No Harry Kane. I think he we is all the know main that. Guy. Yeah, he wants that six goals in seven games or something like that. Yep. I think Son's going to be producing a lot this year. Agreed. Um, and then Kulu, bro, on a, on the right. Also had a decent game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think they, they like I low key underrated their attack, and I still do because, in terms of like the their bench and the second second unit compared to like a city, yeah. I don't I don't think they can compete. So you TikTok Warriors saying that oh you're worried about Newcastle, oh not New, Newcastle but Tottenham they can compete. No, no, like offensively I think we all know that Man City is a step above because the, they have of course boom and boom and you see. Like, you know, obviously Roger goes down, we get to it, you guys struggle, but like you can get goals from other people. It's not only Holland, you know, it's of not course. only KDB. Of course. Um, but well, well the, I think what they're saying on TikTok and, and Instagram and stuff about Spurs is that we do not play well against the Spurs. It just it just is what it is. The funny thing is too though, they're it's like the oh, you know, they haven't beaten um Spurs or whatever, but like draws are also taken into account too. So yeah, like, we lost a lot of games to these guys, bro. I'm saying like it's not a good matchup, generally speaking. Over the last three years, it's not been a good matchup. So are you are you worried? Is that because like did they did they show you enough this game against Liverpool? Oh, this like, is this is the best Tottenham I've seen in in years. This is the best time I've seen. In is years. it better than any poachers Tottenham? Um, because you no, know, they they had a they had a nice little peak. We have to wait for the until the season's over because that's just that's, that's a that's, much bigger sample yeah. size. I'm just saying from this. Seven games. I mean, it's not. It's not a much bigger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Poch was on the Poch was managing them for the years. I know that, but what they win? Well, they got to the Champions League <laughs> final. That's a big yeah. deal. I think they got second in the league as well. I mean, this right. I mean, like, I, feel, I know. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I agree. I agree. The winning isn't. <laughs> win the winning isn't there. The winning's the same. They both. <laughs> but um, listen, this manager's got him playing right, and I don't think here. Here's the only thing I'd be worried about if you're a Spurs yeah. fan. You've basically got everybody playing as well as they possibly can. They can't really go up another level, if you think ooh, about it. Ooh. Like, Son's playing the best he can possibly play. Really? Richarlison, he's getting there. Um, Basuma's, dude, Basuma is just nuts. He, but he's playing at, bro, Basuma cannot get much better than he's playing. Again, mm. I think I think they're sort of maxing out. But remember, they were playing against a Liverpool team with 10 men for a very long period of time and then nine men for a long period of time. And they just got an own goal at the end of the game. So I think there's a lot of this Tottenham team's playing well. They're a lot more entertaining than they were the previous three years. Yeah. But let's see what they do over the course of a season. I think that's that's the only thing. And by the way, if they prove us wrong and Tottenham's in a, in a title contention, you give that manager a raise, an extension. You do everything because this Tottenham team – was in shambles with Mourinho and in shambles with Conte. And I think that says a lot about them. Um, I know we're talking about, you know, the game, but I do want to 
drift off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Conti and Marino, they failed miserably at Tottenham, in my opinion. Um, and Mourinho, he did a little better than Conti, but... Um, Can I tell you what? Go ahead. Yeah, please. I think clubs have certain managers that they should go for. And I think mm. Tottenham went for the wrong managers both times. And I'll tell you why. Tottenham's expectations, like I've mentioned before, are not to win things. They are to be entertaining. And what they did, and by the way, obviously Daniel Levy's relationship with the managers is he buys the players. You know, you kind of get what you get as yeah. a manager. Mourinho and Conte want full control over who they purchase, over who the squad is, over who gets playing time, who doesn't. All the politics are in their hands. That's part of, they believe that's part of their job as managers. Pasta Coglu, it's clearly come in and been like, yo, I'm going to work with whatever you want me to work with, Daniel. Uh, it's going to be, you just give me the players that you want. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to turn this team into an exciting team that the fans you know, want to come into the stadium for. And that's what he's done. It's low expectation. It's, hey, we're just going to be entertaining. We're going to allow Madison to express himself. We're going to allow Basuma to express himself. We're going to allow our, our, our forward players to express themselves. And whatever happens, happens. That's what he's done. And it's it's very interesting to see, to be honest with you. And I think he's the perfect manager. It's not even about him. That is the perfect type of manager for Tottenham. Much like Pochettino. Pochettino doesn't require, you know, 100 million pound signings. He doesn't. Oh, oh! you gave me these couple of players? Great. I can work with that. And that's what he does. I mean, even Pochettino, when he went to PS, PSG, the man had no power. And he's fine with that. Yeah. He's now at Chelsea with no power. And he's fine with that. That's the type of manager you need at Tottenham. Yeah, I mean. And if you win, great. But that's not the priority. That's how the clubs run. Tottenham have definitely... It's it's crazy. Like, in the prim, I believe, obviously, you have the team that's going to win. It's always a clear, like, favorite that yeah. stands out, right? And then there's, like, that second team that's on their heels. But, you know, yeah. right? But then there's also, like, that, that dark horse, that team that just shocks people, that surprises people, and yeah. they, they have a really good season, right? I think last year was Newcastle, you yeah. know, qualifying for the Champions League. Great and point. Making, making that stance again, right? Tottenham have been that team throughout years, and then they kind of solidified themselves. Yeah. But I think they fell off again, yeah. had a, a downfall, and now they, they are these dark horse or surprising team. No, the I agree. I agree. That's a great analysis. I agree 100%. Because um, we came into the season thinking with Arsenal's improvements, they'd be challenging again. With Liverpool's improvements, they'd be challenging. Yep. But we didn't see Tottenham. Not, not like this. We didn't see Tottenham. Not like this. Like they Are, are they third or second in the, in the standings? They're second right now. They're second right now with 17. Arsenal, same 17. And City's Liverpool up. is 16. Yeah. So, one game, one point off of City right now, right? Yep. We just were talking last weekend saying how we just thought the season was over and City was about to run with it. And they still can, right? They still can, but that's not what... It, if you just look in the table right now... Right now, and then what City just did. And that's a nice transition. Yeah. Because that display, right... It was. It was. What, it was what, bad. How do you feel, my brother? Um, <laughs> it's interesting because it's Wolves, right? So, like, you obviously expect to win the game, even if it was away. It doesn't really matter, right? You expect to win the game. There's been a couple of things this season where I'm like, okay, 
there might be a problem here. There might be a problem there. But generally speaking, I think we're just going to roll teams. Let's start with let's start with the center with uh, with Ake. Ake looked like he's been he he was shot in the leg at the start of the game. That that uh that run by um is it Pedro? Pedro Neto. Yeah, down the right hand side. Which bro. one, Jay? He did it about a thousand Woo! times. Jay. Ake. Ake was in my Don't opinion, do Ake like that. Ake was he been balling for y'all. I've bro. been I've been taking note. Bro, Ake, Ake ha- nice. Ake has been Ake nice, man. In my opinion, oh. last season Ake was. Besides Holland, the most important player for our team, or at least the best player. Damn, on the team. I mean, I wouldn't say no, all no, that. no. He was good. He was no, good, though. Brothers, you gotta trust me on this. I watch every game. Ake <laughs> was Ake was the man okay. last year. Love so it. I'm not criticizing him mm-hmm. as like overall he's not very good. No, no, no. That game, yeah. My mother could have done better. <laughs> it, no, no joke, dude. He got torched. He got torched. Is he tired? Is he tired? Is that what it is? Playing too many well, games? Is is it pep? You know, losing. Losing his mind, he had Jao Cancelo. You feel me? If For he, moments like these, I, I, right? I'll tell you. Okay, so Boom. we're gonna we're gonna get to Pat. We're gonna get to Pat because because there's the thing when you have all when you have all the resources, your expectations are higher, yeah. right? Like I'm not, I'm not I'm not like Pat out or anything, but you lost the Wolves and you play and we played terrible and you made really really bad subs. There's a lot here. Then we then move to the midfield. No Calvin Phillips to start. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. That, but that tells me that against Newcastle, he saw that he was terrible. So I don't know why he didn't sub him then. But that's another story. We're at the Carabao Cup. GG. D- uh, Darwin Nunez. Mateus Nunez. Comes back to his old club. He's getting booed a little bit. Dude, where's the expression? Now, I think he's going to be a really good player for us. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. He's young, so. whatever. I just need to see. I just need to see him be comfortable doing his thing he's done it at moments this season but bro he's gonna be a important play for us we didn't have bernardo today no Rodri today or yesterday sorry mm. we need a player like that to be moving the ball kovacic is back for the first time like we needed we needed him sounds like you're missing going to one potentially potentially so he got subbed off at half so he played terrible foden foden was fine alvarez was fine doku was hey, fu- hey, doku hey, was hey, fine alvarez was better than fine Let's no, no, no. Oh, oh, listen, Alvarez is free kicks. If you haven't seen this season, Alvarez is the number one free, t- free is, tick. Is he, is he like taking that that title away from James Ward Prowse or? No, not yet. No, stop it, stop it. Stop it. I know. I was like, you, you said this season, like this season, this season. Hey, I still go. Oh, yeah, I hear dude, you. this season his free kicks have been fantastic. So we're, he's going to be doing that every time, hundred percent. Um, so he played good. He he was oh, he was fine. He was fine. Good for. It was a good goal, but he was. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he was fine. <laughs> Doku, love Doku. Love. I am Doku. so jealous, bro. I remember, like you know, talking about him, and to me, like like how you just described um, Matthias Nunes. Yeah, that's how you want like him that's, to play. Yes, to your, you want Doku. Doku's Doku expressing was, himself. Man, yeah. he's expressing himself. He's on the on the left, like yeah. you know, it's flowy. It's very flowy. Looks good, bro. Um, bro, there was one point in the game where we kept forcing it to him, bro. We're like, just take it, take it, take it. Yeah, and and bro, the guy's like twenty something years old, you know, and he's damn near carrying us. It's scary. But it's there's scary. one man who we do have to talk to, and I think this is where we sort of bring in Pep Ooh. a little bit, but it's Holland. Ooh. Here's the issue, right? The reason you can't criticize Erling Holland is why? Because he's the top goal scorer in the league. That's the <laughs> problem. This is the problem, right? But if you've watched every single game this season, the guy has, I think, eight goals in the Prem. He should have 16. Genuinely, he mm. should have 16 goals at this point. The man has missed so many chances. The man has been out of the game. 
for so long. He was out of the game a lot last season, but like he had a good 20 minutes where he was in the game, a good 30 minutes where he's in the game and he, and he, and he does what he needs to do. Yeah. Bro, we must be, play, be playing with 10 men. Jay, Jay, he's literally not engaged. As a striker, at least you want to touch the ball every now and then. So you'll drop deep, play with the midfield, go back. Bro, he's literally make, he's doing like three touches a game. It's embarrassing. You, you want to know something? What's up? He's at a different level with it. A hundred percent. Like, I, I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> but you, to me, just describe perfectly what Marcus Rashford does. I was going to go. We're, let's, let's, let's talk let's about talk that. Because I was going to hundred percent say, yep. who does he sound like? Marcus, Marcus Rashford. Rashford. They don't have, they have no impact on the game if they can't do what they're doing. Their impact in the game yep. is for moments. And a yep. lot, the only difference is Holland's significantly more impactful. He's uh, more physically dominant, you know, exactly. His impact is typically greater. Yeah. And he can do it in more places, typically. Because, again, we all know Rashford, left side, running downhill, yep. one-on-one. That's what he can do. Holland yep. can mix it up, you know, dropping deep, being on the last man, heading, sliding in, six-foot, you know. He can do a lot, but in a particular area. But, yes, 100%. I was thinking, I, was, I think it was in the shower. <laughs> I was in the shower yesterday. I was like, damn, Holland really like Rashford right now. That's crazy. But again, levels, right? Levels. Levels. Here's my issue. With, here's why we bring in Pep. Here's what I do not like about the way that this team is set up at the moment. Much like Marcus Rashford, you feel like he can't be subbed. You feel like Erling Holland cannot be subbed. And that's the issue I have with Alvarez starting in that number 10 role. We need a striker off the bench. You need to be able to take Holland off. Because right now, Holland's in the game for 90 minutes knowing he's going to be in the game for 90 minutes. That's an issue. That's an, Bro, it's like the 85th minute. We're down a goal or two. And he's smiling and chilling. and rel- Nah. No, 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 no. Dude. I just feel... I feel like Pep is just managing him a little bit wrong. Because there's no, there's no, there's no sense that Erling Holland's ever going to come off the pitch, even even if he's playing terrible, and that's a problem. And again, I'm saying this knowing that he's a top goal scorer. Like I know, but if again, if you watch the games, it's moments. And the reason, if you look at everyone right now that's still gassing up Rashford, oh, he, he had a great season last season. Did you watch the games? He was terrible in most games that he scored. Again, he was terrible in most games that he scored. That's a big deal. Now, he scored. It's the most important thing. But he was terrible in those games. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah, so I don't want Holland to be anything like that. And I think Pep needs to handle him better. I really, really do. There's a lot to go into this Man City stuff. Again, it's not a meltdown, right? It's not a meltdown. It's fine. And I did say that we were going like, to have an unbeaten who- season, but... To be honest, who is surprised, though? I was the one saying that the whole unbeaten season thing was like, what? What are we talking about, right? Because I think I said I said it was I said I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah. And, and I don't fault you for that. Right. Because you just got a treble. So what's the next best uh, best thing? Either a quadruple or, or like you said, you know, un- Arsenal unbe- you want to you do better than that. Right. Yeah. So I, I understand that. But I just had a feeling like if it's not an injury. It's going to be a... It's going to be something that's going to yeah. affect that. And Rodri's suspension Rodri, really played a, a pivotal part, right? R- Rodri being out proved that yes. he's the most important player on the team. He proved it. Because is, I would say, prime KDB, better. 
Holland overall better. You can maybe make a case about maybe one other player being better, but Rodri is the most important player on the team because the options that we have without him, or we need to play two holding, specifically two holding. And one of those holding midfielders, when he comes on, is Calvin Phillips. And we have to talk about Calvin Phillips and Grealish. Let's put them both in. Let's talk about Pep again. Oh, my goodness. That boy got off. Dude, Grealish, how many years in are we? Two and a half years into this? To this uh, Grealish on the left wing? Bro, he can't play left wing. Like, you cannot keep watching these games and thinking he can play left wing. He cannot. He's a not a left winger, period, end of story. There's no, if you ask him play on the left one more time. So where do you put Jack Grealish then? You play him in the in the Alvarez role as a number 10. Alvarez mm. can play left. Mm. Anybody else can play left. Mm. Don't put Jack Grealish on the left. He's not fast enough. He's not creative enough. He doesn't have a good enough shot to cut inside. He doesn't really have a, a consistent enough cross going well, down, the, down, the, down the line. If you think about it, Jeremy Doku is well on his way of solidifying that Doku's spot. Doku's starting. Doku's the starter. I mean, but you know how Pep is, bro. Don't don't get don't feel good about that. Doku's the starter. All Trust. right, all right. Trust. All right, now watch this, y'all. Check it out. Doku's the you starter. Know who's gonna be starting next? <laughs> no, no. Listen, Doku's the starter. Hundred percent. Doku's the starter on the left wing. And by the way, even if that means, even if that means, um, like Doku will start on the right and then Grealish will start on the left. Doku's a, Doku is a starter in this team. No question. He's already proven it. The only and then the other issue of Calvin Phillips, bro. Now, I'm so down to blame Calvin Phillips, but, like, I mean, Pep, you have to understand he what just, you're watching. He, was, he wasn't Man City caliber, and I understand that he was— it's bang average. He was good before that, right? He's good, he's good now on but, a West Ham, on a Leeds, on a Crystal Palace. Yes, exactly. Like, he's that type of player. He's not a Man City. He's not a Chelsea. He's not a United. Like he's not he's that not. type of player. He's not, and and he's never he's never been that. That's not his fault, but I don't think I like that. Pep agree on that buy. Was that a Pep buy? I'll tell you, I'll tell you why my, he agreed on is because he's an English player, and you need a certain amount of English, English players on your team. So that is a what do you call it? It's a write off. It's a quota. It's, it's a, a quota. quota. You you need a certain amount of players. Yes, and these politics like you can't run away in football, folks. So, while you question, why is Jack Grealish always starting, right? Why is Marcus Rashford, yeah. seem, I mean, deemed forbidable, like, um, unmovable, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't touch him, but you'll get rid of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, why are these players constantly being selected? It's because politics come into play. There's a political are, side to this. There is. I mean, and, and this is why so many people hate Ten Hagas, because he doesn't play Maguire. The reason why so many people are questioning Pep is because he doesn't play Calvin Phillips. Bro, every game Calvin Phillips comes on. Well, Pep, he, he barely plays. Pep should play him more. Bro, it's like, what are you talking about? It's, you know, let, these are much better managers than Southgate. So don't even start. So, no, I, I agree a thousand percent, bro. But yeah, I mean, I, I could rant about about uh, Manchester City for forever. But again, it feels weird because they've, we just won a treble. We've won every game so far except for that. Yeah. I'm just I, I just don't like when you don't take games serious and that Carabao Cup game really really got me annoyed, really really got me annoyed because I just felt like Pep didn't care and that's an issue for me. That's a real big issue for me. I mean, you guys, you've won the Carabao Cup how many times in recent we years? Didn't, bro, we lost to Southampton last year. 
I get it. We won all the years before, but like, <laughs> right? You gotta you gotta prioritize prioritize what Pep's trying to you know. It's not about prioritizing though, Jay. Like, you see players are playing crap, and you're just leaving them on. It's like why? We why do we have this massive squad of really really good players if we're yeah. gonna just throw a Carabao Cup? Why? It's just weird to me, bro. It's just really really weird to me. Um, frustrating. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club, brother. Because uh, what I had to witness, and you fools, all you fools, you let Ten Hag, you let you know social media get you that three zero win over Palace meant absolutely nothing in Caribou Cup. Yeah, because the prem is different. You see it night and day, two different things, right? And the, the display I saw. It makes sense when you look at it from the bigger picture, right? Because we yeah. talked about it. There were two individuals who didn't participate, I believe. On the Wednesday game. In the Wednesday's game. But they did this weekend. We went from three goals to one. To zero. <laughs> three goals to zero. Zero. Excuse me. We don't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> you went from flowing football to static BS. Yes. You went from a bunch of ideas to no ideas. You went from plan to no plan. So, Onana, um, Varane, Lindelof, Amrabat playing nice. left back now because, you know, we're down and out on that position. Yep. Martinez is going to be out for an extended period months, of time. they said, yeah. I don't fault any of them because I don't expect a, expect a clean sheet every weekend. Yeah. But 1-0, you know, defeats... I mean, uh, wins, 2-0 wins, you know, or 2-1 wins. Those are things that we can do. Yeah. But when we are getting, we when we aren't getting goal involvement from our forwards and our, you know, midfield creators, yep. that's a problem. And it's clear as day. That's the problem. It's the problem. It's the problem because Casemiro, we know what he can do. No one's really worried about Casemiro, like, I, you he's guys been, know how I feel. He's been a, he's been your best offensive player as a yeah, CDM. He's he's doing so much. Like he's doing something. he just wants to chill, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you surround him with players that who who can play their role accordingly, it'll be great. It'll be it'll be magnificent. I know it, right? Mason Mount, I'm going to give you a little shout because you have improved slightly from what I've seen when you first started with us. Got to give him time. Caribou Cup, you had assists, nice um, cross in to Casemiro, beautiful. You also had the nice. Um, I think move past the Palestri could have had it, but didn't didn't finish it. So I see what you're doing, right? Better than Erickson, by the way, before you continue? I don't think he's be- better than Erickson because Erickson provides so much in terms of creativity. Like, But he provides so little in terms of running. Yes, and that's why Mason Mount was trying to take that role, right? Yeah, okay. so, I, so I get it. Bruno Fernandez, I got to talk, talk about you. You didn't play last game in the Caribou Cup. You played this game. Look in the mirror, guy. If if the flow is off, if you know we aren't clicking like we just were against the same, like it's not. Oh, we play Leeds and now we're playing CP, or we play Liverpool and now we're playing. We play CP and now we're playing CP again. We're slightly different team, but still, same manager. You know, you, same what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is you you use that steam from that previous game yeah. and you move forward with it. You don't derail it. You don't get in the middle of it and say. 
nah, now we about to cook on my terms. Yep. That's what Bruno Fernandez does, and I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't care. I told you guys, stats can fool you. Yeah. Russell Westbrook does it in basketball. That's why he doesn't have a ring. You don't have, Bruno to, you don't have to throw shots, that, Jay. That's, he does it in football. I know the goal involvements. I know the goals created. I know the goals, the assists, since he came to Man United. But they, what have we won? But they, Exactly. exactly. A Caribou Cup? And they don't talk about the usage. They don't talk about. They don't the talk usage. about high usage players. I tell you, highest guys this. usage player. High usage players. He's a high usage player. So what does that mean? He's gonna play so much. He's gonna dictate so much. He's gonna be used so much. So he's gonna produce. Eventually, he's gonna get a goal. Eventually, Eventually. he's gonna get an assist. Eventually, that's like throwing a dart. Boom, 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 boom. You gonna hit one. Hundred darts. You throw. You hit. You hit one bullseye. And it's like, <laughs> oh, but he had. He hit a bullseye. That can't be the narrative around Bruno Fernandez. Right. So that's one part of it. You know, it's like you're not delivering the right way. You you want to do it selfishly instead yeah. of having people involved yeah. and pass making the right pass, making right and, and, and yeah. being um, critical and attentive of possession. You know, caring about caring, caring about, about the ball about the ball. You are a midfielder. That's what you do. Take care of the ball. You don't. You don't. You don't care about it, right? And then the end product on that, the guy you're passing the ball to. Also has no sense of intelligence. I'm sorry, in terms of scoring the ball and attacking, attacking, not scoring, attacking. As a team. His attacking methods methods are I don't understand. It's one on one. I'm on it's the playground to, yeah. when I was ten years old and I'm trying to beat you and score a goal. Yeah, and this is this is goes goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago. Marcus Rashford. It, that's who yeah. we're talking about. <laughs> I think everybody knows. It's that's what, that's what I said a couple weeks ago. It's like, yo, it looks like he's never been coached before. It looks like when he was 10 years old, he, he had his head down and he sprinted at everybody and he was faster than everybody, he was stronger than everybody, and he just beat everybody. And as he got older... They called up to him. They, they, they understand now what he does. If you're a defender or you're a team planning to defend Marcus Rashford, you just let him go. You just let him go because he will run into somebody. And this he guy run- needs to be bench. Right away for games. I don't want one game. I don't want two. I want games. I want a message sent to Marcus Rashford. It's not going to happen, I know. Just Whoa, hold, on, hold on, Jay. It might, though, because there's some hope, right? We previously were like, yo, Ten Hag never subs him. He subbed him. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a late sub, but he subbed him. That's interesting, right? I mean, you needed to go and you sub Marcus Rashford. That, that, that takes something. What is he dealing with here, though? Like, th- this isn't rocket science. Like, I don't even understand why we're having this conversation. It's Marcus past the ball. You feel me? Yeah. So what are you dealing with here? I'm talking to you, Marcus. I know it's something personal because is it the fact that Hoyland's now the number nine? He's going to be the main guy scoring goals? Are you Max? I saw the quote. To me, I saw, like, the, the little backhand. What'd you he know, say? What'd he say? He's slick, bro. They ask him about Hoyland and his, you know, um, initial, like, you know, start with Man United and do we think he's going to score goals and all that. And Rash was like, yeah, he's going to, you know, do what he can when the opportunity opposes itself. What does that imply? He's not getting no opportunities. I'm not passing you the ball. (laughs) You feel, bro, he said this. If you guys are reading, like, what he's saying, like, if if the opportunity, not like, oh, we're going to create, yeah, I'm going to make sure that, you know, it's if the opportunity if the opportunity like comes up. Yeah. That's saying 
I'm not passing the ball. I still want to score goals too. Dude, ima- exactly. Like imagine if like you're you're a winger or a midfielder and you're like, bro, you should be making you should bro, you should be cooking dinner for your forward. Yes, bro. You should be sending them gifts. You should be Is he is he, is he giving not- him a massage, bro? You want your number 9 as a winger or an att- or a midfielder. You want your number 9 to be so comfortable going into a game. So he, so they can deliver. I- and I feel like Rashford Bro, let's talk. Let's talk about the authority figures at Manchester United. Glazers one. Who's underneath? Marcus Rashford is the, is the second most powerful person in Manchester United. Don't you agree? He's more powerful than Ten Hag. He's more powerful than the CEO and the director of football. Bro, Marcus Rashford gets a 300, 350 million pound per week contract, and boom, it's back to the same. Drop your head. But guess what? It's not back to the same. That's what he did last year. The only difference is he scored. This is the whole thing. Bro. Marcus he, Rashford is a brand first, team player second. It's that he, simple. I would he comes hate into the, to be on his team. Oh, I would, I would I hate would it, bro. Hate I would hate it. Um, he's going uh, to go, go down as a um, quote-unquote Man United legend because he's going to have so many goals, right? Because he, he's played how many games, bro? He plays all the games. He plays all the games. He plays all the minutes. And his whole thing is scoring. And again, much like th- these are the two players, high usage, terrible for the team, don't care about possession, have no un- no real understanding of how to make decisions as a footballer in the final third. It you know is just all throw darts and hopefully they get I will, the ball I will say this, though. This is what separates Bruno and Marcus. Talent-wise, Bruno has it. He can do it. He just doesn't want to. His mentality is so like it's just I don't know. I don't. It's, I don't. It's just flimsy. Sort of like, oh, I'm I, I have the ability yes. to do some flick pass, so I'm going to do some flick pass. Right. Versus, oh, let me bring it down, turn my body, see my options. Exactly. Marcus Rashford can't. Doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He, he has a very to specific d- talent, which deliver is deliver a cross sprint. in. Yeah, it's terrible. And I'm just like, oh, you, you don't. Ha-. It's like the Trent Alexander. Okay. You know, yeah. you don't have it in that position. Yeah. You, you don't have it. Like, you just don't have but it's that forced, part of the game. It's forced down your throat. Being and forced I assume down your throat. For you as a fan, it's pretty annoying. Again, w- w- so let's go back yes. to the to last season. I remember you you were criticizing Garnacho. And what I was saying is you should never criticize either Garnacho or Palistri simply because they shouldn't be there. The reason they're there is because your team so, sucks. So, so do you see why I did not mention Garnacho or Palistri in because this? Because they should be starting at this point. Folks, when if you are relying on Garnacho and Palistri to come in and be the people who are scoring us goals, like I, I hate when I when I go and I look at the comments and I see Man United fans like, oh yeah, Palistri's about to come in and put the, the world on notice. No, the hell are you not? <laughs> I, I understand that's like promote like you know have faith in in the player, but like no, I don't I don't do false hope in that sense because well, he's not good enough. Again, it's not about criticizing him; it's not his fault that he's there, but. You can't tell me what what Pulisic's strongest foot is. You can't tell me what his best position is. You can't tell me his best attribute. Let's keep it real. I don't know if he'd start for any team in the Premier League other than he, the bottom three. His teams. his possession play is pretty pretty decent, right? Dude, he's a he's a. But like, come on, guys, stop, stop it. We he can't be the guy. We are we are digging here. We're trying to find something. I know it's bad. I, I know the Glaciers have put us put us in this position. I know Anthony has. He's back. He's back, though. Let's add him in real quick. Throw him in. Anthony's back. Uh, hopefully, he can score some goals for us. Well, he's going to start. He's, gonna he's come coming in back right and starting away. right away? 
Yeah, Anthony's taking that spot right after everything that has happened. The allegations, him seems like he's beating it. Oh, he's no, he's, he's back. He's, he's done. Well, right? He's not beating Boom. it, but he's back. He's back. Right, he's back. He's back now. He's being thrown right into the starting lineup. No, sixty fifth minute, eightieth. He's right away. What does that say to my boy, bro? To which boy? No, no. Sancho's done. Sancho's I'm done. Just saying, what does that say though? We, it says so, Sancho's a clown. See, Sancho's a clown. Sancho is a clown. It's crazy. We're not even gonna talk about him like that. He's but a clown. It's, it's crazy. All I'm saying is like it's just that's because how arrogant the, from Sancho. How it, stupid bro, from Sancho. I understand this argument. I under I understand this argument so much. If we had like say Alvarez getting us seven egos, right? Listen to me. Phil Foden getting us egos too, right? We got Marcus Rashford not producing terrible boo boo cheeks. Okay. Anthony has been absolute cheeks since he came. Nobody you, else scoring goals. Okay, Jaden Sancho is an option. We I'm all know. Sure we than... all know he should be starting right now if he was with the team. Jay, what you cannot as a manager set a bad precedent for future. I no no no. I I, I know what it is. It, I know what it, it is. But like I'm just saying, like Ten Hag needs to really look in the mirror and be like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear it me can, out. I I still stand with him. One thing about this whole situation, even though I'm up, upset, I'm not like Ten. I I clearly see that Ten Hag is the right man for us. Yeah. I think he's. He has been dealt the, the absolute worst hand. Worst, worst hand, like pro- possibly knowing a man for a manager at a club <laughs> like man. No, real talk, bro. You're right. You're man, right. Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the biggest athletes, Ever. possibly the GOAT, my GOAT, is having a conflict with you. Your ownership is, is on his side. <laughs> his side. They bought him. Don't they, want you to have anybody. You want to get players and not buying them. Yeah. He's the least. It's like what, what, and then he gets top, top four. You know, we get number three and a trophy, and a trophy. So, so he, I, I don't fault him for he that. He solidified, right? in my opinion, this entire season. I don't care how bad you guys play. Generally speaking, yeah, I don't care how bad you guys play. He, he still needs to be. The but, but this, this whole trying to drill Anthony down our throats, bro. I'm telling you right now, if, if if I'm pissed off about Marcus Rashford, ain't no damn way I'm about to take Anthony doing that shit to me too. Exactly. Not so, for fucking five years. Not so, for 10 years. I'm not doing it. I've been going through as a Man United fan now for like 10, 10 11 years. It's been tough, bro. <laughs> I have not seen us win anything relevant for a minute. I can't do Anthony on that right wing for 10 years. I can't do it for, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even a fan. I can't I do it for cry. 10 minutes. Dude, here, <laughs> dude. So, so here's where Ten Hag, you know, we just, again, we we preface this by saying he deserves to be the manager for the for this for this season. Yeah, he deserves all the credit for last season. He is probably the right guy. Yes, yes. But you have to you have to criticize his recruitment. You have to. It's shaky now, right now. Now it's 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 half it's him half Glazers, but it's still, bro. The Anthony signing. Now here's the thing: if Anthony comes back and he just starts going crazy, he balls out. I gotta eat my words. I think every, I think everybody has to right. <laughs> But right now we just can't see it. It ain't happening. We just—it's not happening. But we just—we just can't see it. But the whole listen, bro. You had one of the best defenses in the Premier League last season, and then you get rid of De Gea. It makes no sense. You have options in the midfield. You get Mount. You have options up front. You get a prospect who's not better than Martial for seventy million. Mm. There's just mm. now, again. I'm glad you said it. I've been thought that. I mean, we but all know it. We, we know it, but we, we all just know can't it. play him. That's what so. I said mm-hmm. from day one is mm-hmm. the reason you bought the reason you bought Hoyland <laughs> was because he scored two hat tricks for Denmark. That is the reason and You're the only guy, reason. Bro. Nobody else knew who he was before then. So let's just keep it real. He, <laughs> he bought, had those uh it was an um 
he's playing for what? Uh, Norway, right? Denmark. Oh, Denmark. There you go. And uh, he had the goals. Did he go crazy? Hat trick or something like Two that? Two hat tricks yeah. in, in one international break. And now he's the next best thing. Yeah. I From that point, and I, barely, I think I said this from that point, I'm like, oh, Manchester United are going to buy him. Because I remember it was like, that's what Manchester United do. They just buy the hype. They just buy the hype. And it's like, Hoyland's going to be. You, you, okay, there's certain players you should not criticize at Manchester United. Hoyland, Palestri, Garnacho. There, there's certain players you should not criticize just because they don't deserve it. So we're not criticizing Hoyland. It's the manager and it's the board who are making the decisions to get players like that who are clearly not good enough for the team. Yeah. And here's the thing. The the biggest thing you criticize Ten Hag about is his, his indecisiveness about what he wants this season to be. Last season, it was... We are going to do whatever it takes to win football matches, which meant we're going to play ugly. We're going to play counterattack. We're going to play the strengths of our best players. We're going to try not to give up goals. Done. He accomplished that. This season, he thinks that because he got an Anana, now we can start playing this expansive football when you still have Bruno and Rashford. They are not players for that system. Period. End of story. And you saw when he was playing his best football, it was in the Carabao Cup game against Crystal Palace where those two players did not feature. Yeah. Whether, whether you were actually stringing together 10-plus passes, when you guys were actually playing as a team. So my whole thing is, Ten Hag has to be really clear. What does he want from the season? Because if he wants to just win games, you bring back Sancho right away. You don't, you, no ego. You bring back Sancho, you start him next game. That's what you do. But for me, I think t- what Ten Hag really wants is t- he wants to introduce this long-term style of playing, which yes. is passing from the back, bunch of motion but you you're playing the two yeah. players who cannot do it and who sabotage you constantly bruno rashford um you imagine playing possession with those two players it makes no sense yeah but you're doing it so hear me out <laughs> you, you just boom there you go eric ten Hag does not care about this season whatsoever i don't even know if he cares about next season like what you just said, he is building a long-term mentality, philosophy, yep. and system. You cannot go against what I say. I know best. Discipline. Yeah. You know? Which is all fair. Some, it's fair. It's I all fair. I don't fault him for that. And it, it, it does suck that people are calling the strays of, you know, this ego battle and yeah. I don't think you're good enough. I didn't buy you. That's that's the big one. But that, you weren't part of, part of my tenure as a man- United manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't buy you. Ali bought you. Which is real. That's, That's what happens valid. with every manager. It's unfortunate. I, so, you know, what do I owe to you? Because Exactly. Because here, here's what managers do. They come in and they're either, I'm going to get the best out of this team, or it's, I'm going to build my own team. Those are the only two sort of philosophies when you come in. And when you can see, look at Postacoglu, he's like, I'm going to make, I'm going to get the best out of all these players. Yes. And then you look at... I'm not going to bury him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you go to Ten Hag and it's like, I want... My team, my style of play, and getting rid of Ronaldo was part of that initially. Not, not wanting him on the team was part of that, which is, again, fair. It's all fair. It's all fine to do as a manager, but there is backlash. And it will take you longer to win games and to be successful when you're looking for your long-term vision, when you have owners who are not going to get the players that you want. The reality is you didn't want Casemiro. You got Casemiro as a panic buy, and he's ended up being your best signing. That's an issue if you're Ten Hag, because you wanted, you wanted Anthony, you wanted Malasia, who I think he's done fine so far. You wanted Erickson, who can't run after half a season. You wanted a lot of players that 
you wondered Martinez, who injured, sure, but there were some struggles towards the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe he's not the the starting caliber center back that you guys want. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think he's fantastic. But you wanted Anana. He had not a great start to the season. You wanted Hoyland. Anana's fine, though. Anana's fine. Anana's fine. About him. But we all, again, not great start to the season. Yeah. You wanted Hoyland. Clearly not the... I mean, you wanted Hoyland as a backup, to be fair. But it, again, I think you guys... I think it's the Manchester United fans that are boy, that are sort of blowing this out of proportion, in my opinion, because I think the expectations are so high for no reason, and I think I think they're just so high. Like you, you have to humble yourselves, please do. Look at the team, bro. Look at the look yes. at the squad. I, I I I boast so much on this show, like you know, oh, like at one point, yeah, we got you for the prim. We're, we're right there with you, right? Yeah. After one week's game, but time and time again. What have I preached to you about, like, the comparison between our two clubs? You have depth. We don't. You have talent. We don't. We're, we're, we're struggling. So, humble yourselves. Yeah. It's just a project. I, there probably needs to be a complete reboot of players at that club. Players. Like, Ragnick was not lying. Cristiano wasn't lying. It's that bad. Like, Hoyland's fine. Onana's fine. You know, the ones who just came, those are going to be the ones that are going to be staying. Let's go through the list. Of who you would keep, Anana? Yes, he's there, of course. Wambasaka? Yes, I, I do. I like Dallo. No. There we go. I love it. Varane? Yes. Martinez? Yes. <laughs> I want I mean, Evans and McGuire, of course not. Um, Lindelof? No. Shaw? That's a tough one. Because, that's a tough one. Because that's that, a tough one. There's a reality check right yep. there, right? Boom. It's like, that's, that's, that's the one that hits me because that's my boy too. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to cut ties with Luke. He's too injury prone. But he's he. You, you can't criticize Rashford for being there for all the losses and all the dis- disappointments, and then yep. not criticize Shaw because he's been there for just as long. Exactly. And he, we know how he is. He's the biggest thing with Luke Shaw is inconsistency. Yeah. So he one week one stretch he's amazing, and then he kind of just disappears too. Yeah. So I say yes. He's part of that old regime. I don't, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think Luke stays. Uh, Malicia? No, not Man United caliber at all. Really? No. Interesting. Um, Regulon, of course not. Um, I would assume. No, that was a loan, and he, like, yeah, you know, you know, just, yeah, yeah, no. Um, he's been performing well, but just no. It's just no. It's no. just no. Okay, so you're at four so far. Okay, that's that's crazy. Um, I, I'm not even gonna talk about backup goalkeepers because who cares? Um, midfield. So Casemiro. I mean, we, you're yes. gonna keep. Yeah. You already bought him. You're gonna. Keep him. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna rid Cassie. Amrabat, if you end up buying him at the end of the season. He and I mean, he to what I've seen so far. I mean, he's just filling that void of what we needed. He kind of looks. He's kind of like another Casemiro in yes. some ways. So is, of course he's staying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's six. Okay. Uh, McTominay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I was like, wait. Yo, you a nut, bro. Why, why do I even say it? <laughs> Dude, I say, Mc, bro, I say McTaw, and I'm like, why the hell do I even say <laughs> this? Uh, oh, my goodness. Erickson? No. no. He just, like, I, I appreciate Christian, but, like, he... Yeah. You, uh, we're, t- we're talking about for the rebuild. For the rebuild, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, Mount? Say it again? Mason Mount? Hoo-hoo-hoo. I think you have to believe in him. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, I, I don't want to give up on this guy. I really don't, man. I, I want to see Mason Mellon do well, and I think he wants to do well. Yeah. Um, And I I, I do think that Ten Hag sees something in him that's 
yeah. beneficial for the rebuild and yeah. the new regime, the new era. I think it'd be good around better players. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. This this current toxic level that we have in the locker room and Trash. you know what's going on, it's not good for him. Okay. You know? So we're, we're seven. I mean, I guess we could count like Hannibal, for example. I mean, yeah. hey, shouts to my boy Hannibal. If you knew Hannibal prior to this, academy guy, always was uh tuning in on Hannibal. Didn't know he's gonna make you know an appearance this soon. Just it's because injuries, but yeah. injuries. But he has shown people that I mean, obviously he's a project, but like Hannibal is the type of player that I want playing for Man United in that midfield. Gotcha. He's giving his all every game, kind of like the Michael Carrick, you know, okay. not 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 too. Impressive in terms of getting you goals and assists, but like he's, he's not a sexy player. He's going to show just, up though. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, he's sexier than Michael Carey. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> Pause. But you know, like <laughs> I know what you mean. As game a, wise, style play, people. He's, he's Michael Carey is boring as hell. Yeah, it's boring as hell. Hannibal got it. Um. So yeah. Okay. Shouts to him. So I, I think he stays. I think he's got you. Worked his way. Let's let's go up the pitch a little bit. Bruno. Obviously, he's got to go. Gotta go. Man, see that that will be the to me. That's the that's one of the first people. That's goes. the first people. That's a message you send. Like it's it's a new regime, baby. Bruno has to go. Okay, I don't want him anymore. Uh, Donnie, yeah, he's gone. Okay, sorry, Donnie. I think that's all the midfield players. Um, let's go right wing. I mean, we can start with Pulestri. He's another one, kind of like Hannibal. Hannibal. I think Pelestri stays. I like you don't I, you don't need to play him every week, but he's not a right. He's not a starter every week, right? He shouldn't be starting consistently like that. But I do like the way that he comes in. He he competes, bro. He's a work rate player. Which by the way, the should right be, way should be the standard. Should yes. be the bare minimum, but the right still. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sancho probably gone. Yeah, yeah. He, he just can't. It's it's been too. It's like, over. There's no repairing that relationship at all. Yeah, in my opinion. If you're doing the reboot, Winton Hag. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, cut ties. I'm sorry, baby, but you Anthony. Go I mean, that's tough because Ten Hag is going to obviously want him, but for you, there's no chance. I feel like. Oh, hear me out. Oh no, he's going to flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to flip flop. It's like I'm, I'm thinking about it. Here, oh, it's 22 bro. years old. Okay, we'll keep I'm, him. I'm thinking about it here, bro. Every club has a player. Like you, for Man City, there's you don't love every player on Man City. No, no, no. Mm. no, no and that's been for years since I've known this guy, bro. Bernardo. It was. It was <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm such a hater of Bernardo Cancelo. Like the, the players that everyone Sterling. else. Does. I know you Ster- say you don't hate oh, Sterling, Sterling, but like you had your, your your riff, right? Frustrating. Jack Grealish right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Anthony will be that for me. In Just, terms of, like, yeah. you can't have it all as cookies and cream and flowers, right? Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some bad, too. You know, some players that you don't want to see that happen to start, that come in here and there. It's either him or Marcus Rashford. And I'd rather we get a Marcus, Ra- Marcus Rashford and Bruno. Of course. Send that message opposed to Bruno okay. and Anthony. That's fair. Anthony stays. I think that's 10 now. On the other side, obviously, Rashford just said he's gone. I think 100%. Yes. Garnacho stays. Garnacho stays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, another another one. I I don't dislike Garnacho, but we have to bring him along the right way. The yeah. kid is talented, and I love that he's working um, defensively now too, trying to get back involved. Yeah, impress. Um, something I was kind of you know curious to see if he was going to do, but seems like he wants it. And it seems like Ten Hag sort of instilled that, like, yo, you're not you're not some second coming of Ronaldo. Like, chill out. Yes, play your role. And, he still loves that. He still has that mentality, you can see, right? But I think he's he is kind of showing that he can be coached and yes. Yes. you know, and right. talk. 
which I respect 100%. So I, I will never take that away from a player. So I think he stays as well. Okay, that's 11. And then up front, it's just Martial and Hoyland. So start with Martial. Yeah, I mean, Tony, I love you, baby. But if it's a new a new re- rebuild, Gotta a new regime. Him. And it's, it's funny with Tony, too, because Tenagas came out and said that he thinks that Martial is like someone that fits his. He loves him. He loves him. So I think I he could that's, stay, that's, too. That's a third striker. You f- it's a glue man, like not glue man, but like he just he yeah. knows he can put him in, and he. I don't think Marshall cares about starting anymore. He doesn't. I don't think he does. I was about to say he. So he stays. It's and, up to you. It's your team. I think that'd be if he's your third option as a striker and or left winger. I think that's a really good option. I, I think you made a great point, Bo. He he does not care about starting at this point, really. Yeah, like it's his, not a, ne- his career a necessity. Sort of like, his career can't go up for Manchester United. So go. I think he's going to be like, you know, I'm getting my 200 grand a week. <laughs> Who, I'm playing every other uh, week. Opposed to Marcus Rashford, who's going to say, what? I'm not starting? I'm not starting? Pardon? <laughs> I'll be on social media. <laughs> you'll, hear from, you'll hear from my agent. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Okay. You feel me? So that's 12. And then Hoyland, obviously, you, start, you keep him as a second striker. Yeah. Okay. So cool. You're at 12. So 13. 13 players you would keep. Which, by the way, I mean, that's approximately 10 players that you would be getting rid of um, and need Essentially new players. Essentially, like half the team somewhat. It's about half the team. And I think that's pretty fair. You know, it's, by the way, it's not that unachievable over a two-year, three-year, probably two-year period. It's not unachievable. You just have to be aggressive with it, right? Like, it has to be Bruno gone first window, Rashford gone second window, you know? It's like, like there, there, there can't be – I know people are going to say, like, oh, we – you know they're worth this this much money, or you know we we spent this much money for them. No, you gotta sell people at certain a certain point, bro. And if Bruno Fernandez is like he's, it's probably gonna be the hottest he's gonna be. I think. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I think you can, I think you can probably get close to sixty million for Bruno. I think you can get sixty million for. I mean his age maybe, but you can get sixty million for Bruno. You you can get from some dummy. You can get eighty million for Rashford. You can get some. <laughs> You can get some more, bro. Imagine rat, bro, because you gotta think about it. Look at Bellingham in, in La Liga. Yeah. Look at Bellingham. Oh my god, bro. Rashford in La Liga. You can oh picture my. it. Might not, it might not actually turn out that well, but you can picture it being uh, like, oh, Rashford's just gonna go crazy. And they throw eighty-five. I mean, a lot of Spanish league, Spanish teams are kind of broke at the moment, but yeah, you could see it. Speaking of uh, Spanish teams and being broken. Dealing with all that good stuff. Uh, Barcelona, bro. Those frauds that cheat. I just want to mention it. Yeah. You cheaters. Because this apparently happened in the time period, I, th- I think, of the UA- UEFA Champions League between Man United. When yeah. they were doing all this co- corruption. Well, I mean. You frauds. They've been corrupt for a minute. We all know it. But they're, they're, they're coming at us. You know what I mean? You frauds, bro. I mean, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Pep was ahead of that. Pep was leading that charge. Listen, listen. listen let's, Pep was let's leading be that charge. Let's be honest here. Pep knows all the secrets. He, Pep's, hey, Pep's been doing people we, dirty forever. We are going to have a documentary <laughs> post-career about Pep and his doings with... He, he might be in jail. No, no. Oh, my God. You think Pep has done, done some some dirty, dirty things? To... Hey, but the, the thing is, though, I'm saying this to Barcelona... About your, your cheaters, and I don't, I really don't care personally. The game is played on the pitch, blah blah blah. There obviously is some influence, but like you did have better teams than us in that time time yeah. span. I mean, Messi was amazing, and yes, the Chavi, like we get it, cool. But like, gotta talk about it a little bit at the same time too. 
That that's that's uh it's it's the type of stuff, bro, where it's like the issue is that those charges come up and these things come up way after the fact, right? Where it doesn't matter anymore because you know and you can't like, you can't we're gonna change the, the who the winner was? Of course not. Like so. what what are the chances that Barcelona is actually gonna be punished for this? What Exa- do you think? Exactly. Like when what, dude, when you hear these stories, even to the Manchester City one, they're like the highest punishment could be that they get banned from the league for three years it's like how many counts did you guys have a hunt a million i don't know dude uh, undefined we've undefined about charges dude like what but but but, we'll we'll get it oh we'll get 20 20, uh three million here's the problem though just to finish this up because this has been a really good podcast i love this episode bro um i find a problem and I think race does play a part in it as well. When Ivan Tony, on the other hand, has to suffer, right? Jay, when Jay eight, 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 and by the way, that's not eight months. That like, bro, that's that's, dude. That's come on, like that's, that, let's, let's that hurts. Real, guys. That hurts a player. It hurts a player. So how is it that these account like these counts are constantly thrown? On these clubs, dude, the players, the players get hit like that, but then the play, but then the clubs, the clubs. It, it's it, because here's the difference: it's all the lawyers, it's lawyers, it's all the, mm-hmm. you know, it's being um, drawn out years yeah. to go on, and then, you know, I, I, it's it's a it's a whole game, and I get it, but it's, it's just so it's so upsetting to see, bro, and it, I hate it. I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons why things wouldn't be fair if if that's what you're kind of getting at, because, uh, you know, different leagues, right, different situations, all this stuff. But I mean, something like the Ivan Tony ban, like that, dude, that is that is so harsh. Cooking too. Now, by the way, I don't mind. Listen, anyone that cheats in any way, shape, or form, messes with the integrity of the game, if you're gonna ban them, ban. I don't really care how long. Yeah. But just do it with the clubs as well, including right. yes. including us. By the way, if there's something that we have done, just get us. Do it. Do like, do what you gotta do. Don't do. don't do this whole. I'm not interested in like. Oh, we have 25 Premier Leagues. But then we find out ten years later they it was because we fudged the numbers and we were able to get a player that yep. we really weren't supposed to get. That's not yep. dude, that that that's not a that's a hollow win. Yes. It's a it hollow sucks. win. It sucks. It takes away from the actual, you know. And then exactly. And then when we when we when we as, you know, I guess Premier League fans are looking at Barcelona and Real Madrid and how on top of their leagues they've been for decades, it's like we can't complain about oh corruption and all this stuff. Bro. We 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 gotta keep it just like all the way down the middle. We don't want corruption when it comes to refereeing, when it comes to leagues, when it comes to teams, when it comes to players. Keep it keep it the same across the board, bro. Like when I listen, when I heard the X amount of charges that we had, it doesn't really mean anything until it's proven. But still, it's like I don't know, man. I'm just not a I'm not a big fan of like winning and then like finding out later. Oh well, we gotta pay this fine. The fine. I think it's the fine doesn't matter anymore. They'll I, pay the fine happily. Like Barcelona will pay whatever fine that they that they get. It's the dumbest thing in sports to me. I I hate the like I really do. You go 15 10 years down the line and then you come back and you try to vacate the title or the MVP. Yeah, no, true. that happened. That happened. That's history. We saw it. My own two eyes, and you can't take it away and say it didn't happen anymore. It's up to you as the regulators to make sure that type of thing doesn't happen doesn't in happen. the future. That's yes. the whole point. Yes. Don't be like, oh, well, since we up, uh, we're going to say that you up to. Yeah. No, to- no, that's your ass. Mm, like, ah, 
uh, because you know what it is, thing, bro. These clubs will do whatever it takes Crazy. For, to win. They, they'll get it. They, bro, I, I'm sure that all these clubs, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. maybe not Liverpool, because you know, they've been in the mud for a minute. But like City, bro, they've all probably tried to do stuff. But bro, you you telling me? Oh, you're telling me when I was watching football growing up that Alex Ferguson didn't have a good relationship with the referee? Are you joking hey, me? I, of course I, he did. I, I I know personally. I've I've been. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I know personally that United, bro, are doing dirty, dirty things. Bro, they uh, were winning the league every year. Bro, ninety sixth minute, bro, and that was before there was even, bro. Get having a six minute extra time was unheard of unless it was Manchester United. You know that, right? But bro, every every game, every game three minute max. Manchester United losing? Oh, seven minutes extra time. Get the <laughs> what? Where did that come from? So uh, listen, man, I think there's been dirty stuff going along the whole time. Yeah. Some of it's fair game, I guess. Some of it's just corruption, but yeah. Hundred percent, bro. I'm just not about that. Um Nah man, I, I agree a thousand percent. Um and will it ever change? No, because money so, is so much money, guys. Money so is involved, much, right? So much money in the sports when nowadays. Money is involved. That is all that matters. Um, People are going to do whatever it takes. And and we and we need to also understand that you know while this is the sport that I love and you love, and this goes for basketball as well and football, um, pigskin. <laughs> um, they're also just businesses and industries and yes. entertainment at the end of the day. It's entertainment. It's sports entertainment. Yes. It's kind of, you know, I know, I know WWE says they're sports. No, no, no. All these leagues are sports entertainment. Entertainment. So, so please like, don't, don't get lost and be like, well, no, like they have to produce ratings. They have to, like, it's so much that goes into, and then money, 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 money. Yeah. It's influence. It's power. It's everything. As simple as that. So like, just, just know that's why a lot of these, these things are happening, are going to continue to happen. I mean, th- th- we're, we're going to have a, a conversation about the FIFA World Cup in Qatar 10, 15 years down the line. Might be even sooner than that. Yeah. We know that was corrupted. Y'all don't want to admit it, but like, it's, this is what we're talking about. Like, events like that, Messi's last roundabout are going to be like, because some I mean, things this- happen. Whether you believe it or not, you can't just right. dismiss that that type of stuff might not happen. Like, doesn't happen. It's a possibility. Like, exactly. Course, like, there's a strong possibility that yeah. the ref... No, bro, you don't think the ref, like, for example, is a Messi fan or a football fan? If these guys had no affiliation with any team and never liked football and nothing like that, then okay. These guys all... We just saw in the NBA with the whole Celtics referee, that Celtic, the referee that loved the Celtics, he got investigated yeah. he's got some burner account on twitter going yeah. at people about to sell like bro yeah like th- th- there's a picture of him uh, i think a celtics player missed he's like and you're refereeing the game you know what i mean and we've heard other referees talk about yo iverson was uh being annoying to one of our guys so next game he's gonna have it bro these are real referees refereeing real games that actually matter you don't think this happens in football you don't think some of these refs are walking around like, yeah, I'm kind of a Messi fan. Bro. I'm kind of a Ronaldo fan. I'm kind of this fan. Of course there you, is. You're not trying to tell me that when sports betting was thrown into the industry for every sport, right? It got crazy. It got crazy and it got conflicted. Because, like, we knew, everyone knew that there was an underground gambling of course. going on. Of course. We all knew that. It just wasn't talked about mainstream, but we knew that if you just paying attention. And then when FanDuel and DraftKings and 
all these sports, you know, books opened up. That opened room for money to be involved, and you can win. And and it's and it's not about the referees winning; it's about the referees' friends, friends, Boom. friend winning. There you go. So if I don't about. have to put my name down and say that I'm doing this and I'm put depositing this much money, but I can say that my friend deposited this my much. My friend who knows somebody who knows somebody whose sister opened up a betting account and for the first time ever. Break me off with something, right? Potentially. But, it, yeah, but then we're going, my little, influence. we're going on a little vacation 10 years from now and it's like, how do you get how do you get the money to pay that? Bro, you cannot tell me that that isn't a possibility. Boom. I'm not saying it doesn't I'm saying it happens. You right. can't tell me isn't a possibility. All we're saying, like that that that's a scary possibility too. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. A scary possibility because like it's like like you just said, you just gave me evidence of a ref making a reaction to a player missing a shot and being like, and he's no longer a ref anymore. And by the way, like if what? social media wasn't around, that probably wouldn't have happened. We probably wouldn't have found out. So yeah, we um man, it's it's, it's crazy, um, and that's just you know the refing, but we're talking about the clubs, and I think this is this is perfect because to finish this episode up, um, we can go over to uh, Italy, Syria. Yeah. Good old Napoli, Naples. Pizza. <laughs> a country that has had a very interesting time with racism. <laughs> racism and yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Let's be real. And their own player, good old Victor, King Victor. Yeah. What was that, bro? Their well, own official TikTok account, I believe. Well, I don't I don't know if it's racism in particular. Yeah, I'm, I'm not you're right. But, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that, but when there's a black player, you, t- you typically have to again. you typically have to throw it in because at the end of the day, and it's obviously getting better in England, I think, generally speaking. But and it doesn't mean that like the guy who's running it is racist. Maybe he's just an idiot making a joke. But but the reason is the reason why people even if, even when you looked at Vinicius Junior's reaction, uh, was it last season potentially? Yeah, around the whole racism stuff, bro. The reason why there's such like the reason why people go to racism so fast, especially the players themselves, is because they they feel like they're in a situation where they're not comfortable, yep. right? And how can Span- Spanish again Spanish Spanish league, one of the biggest leagues in the world? How are their fans chanting like monkey chants, like in the stadium? Like you think of how stupid you have to be, but at the same time, those are the biggest fans in the world. So I think when typically black players are on edge because it's like yo, any when this happens in the media. I wonder why. When this happens in the media, I wonder why. Even when we talk about English bias, right? It's the same sort of thing of like, you know, when Maguire makes a mistake, oh, it's not a big deal. When Pogba makes a mistake, it's the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. Like, there's so many examples mm-hmm. of this. So bringing it into Osman, there's obviously that weird sort of TikTok, and he's talking about suing them. and Yeah, it, it, and was, just, it went crazy, but then he just came out and release a statement saying like he's not his agent released a statement there you go boom his agent on his behalf saying he's not gonna leave like napoli and he's very you know grateful for the fans about the fans yeah yeah. all that good stuff right and pr move we all know it's all pr move at the end of the day i think there's stuff like this where by the way this this sort this sort of stuff you know sure could be racism that maybe the players are thinking about but it also could be like yo i've gained some leverage now so i can go to napoli and be like oh you don't want me to sue oh you don't want me to leave Bro, a couple extra thousand a week would be nice. This is one of the weirdest cases in, at least for me, football yeah. history. Yeah. Because 
Napoli has like Holland, you know, was the main guy like that that you know sought out number nine that we want big time yeah. player, right? They got Victor Awesome and he's he's balling out. Yeah, you know, he's performing in Champions League, win the league, all that good stuff, right? Goal score, everything's going well, and you are you're fearing the possibility of him going to Madrid or Chelsea. They just signed to a new contract as well, right? You do a self infliction. You post something that is that can be looked at as like, wait, are you making fun of me? You exactly. mocking me? You do you not value me? And this is the issue. The issue is, was it the club that maybe initiated that? Right. Was it just some random dummy employee who's going to get fired? Right. But this, in return, pushes Victor to a point of like, now not only did he have like maybe a foot out the door, he, he might probably have two got now. like two out now. Yeah. And Madrid knocking at his door. Probably, you know, not, not saying Madrid, but like Chelsea, like these clubs. He's he's coming to a big time club, probably in England next summer. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think this just accelerated the process. That that was very uncomfortable. Well, he signed. Like, what? Right, why? Right. Are you, like, why do I even have to speak on? Like, this is my club. Yeah, this isn't like a opposing club. This why, isn't a fan. Why am I getting bantered by my own my own club? Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. It's time for me to get out of here. Yeah. And again, it might be just be a leverage play, but at the same time, I believe in his new deal. I think they agreed on a particular, uh, a buy, not a buyout, sorry. Yeah. Uh, release clause. So obviously that's good for, for him because if a team does come in, for example, for 90 million or 100 million or something like that, boom, no negotiation needed with Napoli. You just get the player. And that's going to happen. A and I think it's going to pay that, that amount for him. Uh, we were, you're saying if we're, Gonna go to England. Who would possibly do it? Chelsea's a possibility, right? I don't think United will do it, especially with this current ownership. I don't think they will. Man City, of course, not no. just no room. Spurs, they're not gonna spend that much money. Arsenal need to. I don't think Arsenal are gonna spend that much money, especially because I think they buy into their current strikers. If they do get a striker, it's gonna be Ivan Tony in the summer, bro. If you want, in, to, in if you want to send a message to Man City. In the league and say that we're here and we want that throne, you go get Victor. I, you, I, you you don't pass that up because if you if you do, I they got to be the little brother again for a minute. I don't think so. I, I, I I'll t- the only reason no, the only reason why is because if they do get Ivan Tony in January, that changes the game for them. You and think they, Ivan Tony is going to be? I know I, I've seen Ivan Tony play. You think he's going to be able to stamp that? Yes. We're competing with City daily. Yes. We can because, in, we because he was doing he was doing he broke twenty goals. For, not even City. I'm going to the Champions League, and I'm potentially. I'm, I'm saying like Victor's, Victor's going to do that. Twenty goals. Oh, you don't know because you've never been in the Premier League. Twenty goals. <laughs> Good point. Twenty goals in a Brentford team. There's no creativity in Brentford. There's no creativity. D D D D D D D D. We always talk about this though. No knock on Ivan Tony, but some players can produce 30, 20 goals at a Brentford or Everton. Yes, it's different. It is different. But it's different when you come to a big-time club trying to do that. I agree, generally speaking, but I just think he's ready. I just think he, and he remember, he's not a young player. He's been around the block. Yeah, he's been exactly right. Ivan Tony's he's been, been here around for a little, little bit trying to, you know, get his bid in on an English team, always getting some some pushback. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he's been around the block. I, I just think he I think he's ready to make the next step and I think Arsenal's a perfect team. Again, the question is: Will Arsenal even go in for Ivan Tony in January? Let alone Osman in the summer. So my thing, my thing is, I think that club is like I highly, highly doubt they're going to get Osman. So if we move on from that, Liverpool, they have enough options yeah. with with Nunes and Gakpo and even Jota. 
the next the next team is is Chelsea. And the question is, why didn't they get him this summer? No idea. Whatever. Will they get him next summer? Potentially. That's probably the only team I see in England, besides maybe Newcastle, if they do want to make a change. Yep. Isak's going crazy over there right now, though. Um, they they might make, I honestly I think they might still do it because Isak can play on the left. Maybe they sell Wilson. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's interesting. Uh, I do think he's gonna leave. I could you know here's what I might, you know here's what I might see. Apparently, there's a buyback clause for Harry Kane going back to Tottenham. Okay. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I think if you were Bayern Munich and you allowed a buyback clause. Maybe you're not fully sold on Harry Kane for the long term. Maybe Harry Kane just goes there for one year. He does his thing. He comes back to the Premier League. I bet about that. And then Osterman has now a place at Bayern Munich. That that Harry Kane deal to Byron was is not a long term. I don't think it's a long term. That that is just a Byron's a weird, weird, very weird club. They not only do they like they value winning. And, and you know all that good stuff. They also value money and, and making a splash. And they always need a big time number nine. Yeah, they just need somebody to fill that void, right? So that's what Harry Kane's doing right now until they find somebody else for the long term. Yeah, I th- I, to be honest, I think that's the case because you know th- Harry Kane's not going to end his career by no. He's an English player. See, he's going he to come back to England. England. You can and, tell. And he, you know, it might be. I I don't know what's in his contract, but this is what this was England's way of because you know how like politics. Here we go, boom. And then we can finish it off. I, I love this, this conversation, bro. But this is this is England's way of saying to Harry Kane, "You are our, you've been our golden boy, you know, for what eight years? Maybe? Eight years now, going on ten years. You know, you never won a Champions League. You never won anything of, of sort that's Nothing. major, right? Even with the national team, yeah, we're gonna ship you off to Bayern Munich. This is your chance of maybe getting a Champions League. Well, yeah, I mean, and they come back to us." You're a legend. You already got something you want. You've now won. Now you can play. And that might be Danny Levy's plan, right? It yep. might have just been like, yo, we'll buy you back for maybe 120 later. Because that, that would just be a $30 million, yep. you know, deficit. Exactly. So that might be, you know. You maybe. know how these clubs work, bro. Byron, um, Tottenham's not a big club, but, like, they got money somewhat. You're you making the transaction. Yeah. Hey, Harry's only going to be there for a year or two. It's, it's almost like a loan. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, you feel me? Exactly. We're going to get them back. All right, cool. Just make your money, get some goals. And then come back. Come back. All right, cool. That honestly might be the case, quite honestly. Because I just don't see it I don't lasting. See him staying. I don't, I don't see, see him staying, bro. He's not going to stay in Germany. And, like, what is he trying to win over there? Well, they, gonna, he, if they Listen, <laughs> if he doesn't win the Bundesliga, oh, my goodness. Harry Kane's the most unlucky person on the planet. It, it's going to be something attached to his career. You know what's funny? I had. A, <laughs> I was thinking, like, I think Tottenham are going to win. I think I told you this. I think Tottenham are going to maybe win a trophy this season just because Kane's gone. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree, bro. I, it's like, just one of those things. The way they are playing and just, you know, looking right now, it's like, man, Harry, not, it's not like Harry Kane was... He wasn't a problem. He wasn't a problem, but just like, you're, you're that unlucky sometimes. Yeah, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I guess that's episode 73 in the bag. Um, good talking to you, Jay, again. To be honest, pretty positive. Considering both our teams lost, I mean, I well, I mean, I told you, I accept it. Like, yeah, this to me, I what I see is what I've been getting, you know, for a long time yeah. now, and I know that. And until we look at that new ownership, right, getting somebody else in with bigger money and Rebuild, not willing yeah. to, you know, make these dumb moves, that's when we're gonna see real impact. But until then, 
You're, Eric Ten Hag yeah. is playing it, the hand he was dealt. Yeah, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be a shit show. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, so yeah, with that episode seventy three, you can find us pretty much everywhere: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You can make fun of me uh, because I said that we would be undefeated. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, you can find us there at the best of rivals. That is at the best of rivals. You can also, if you're not watching this on YouTube and you just listen to this, you can watch on YouTube at the best of rivals podcast. You can also listen on the audio only version, Spotify, Apple podcast, etc. at the best of rivals podcast for myself, Jay. I would say something about Chelsea to end this out, but they haven't played yet. So we'll have to wait. Mm-hmm. We are out. Deuces. <laughs>